From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. The city and borough of Juneau Docks and Harbors reported that tourism rebounded in 2022 with 1,167,194 large ship cruise passengers visiting the capital city. The 2022 passenger numbers are above 2018 when 1,118,897 visited, but below the high water mark from 2019 when 1,273,364 people visited the capital city. It's a strong rebound from two years of passenger numbers tumbling. Tina Larson is the administrative officer for Docks and Harbors. 2020, of course, was zero. 2021 didn't start until July or just after July or 1st. And, um, you know, the ships had all their uh, challenges to overcome with the COVID precautions. Cruise passenger spending is estimated to contribute over $200 million to the Juneau Business District. The first ship of 2023 is scheduled to arrive in Juneau April 17th. The Juneau-Douglas School District, like much of the nation, is experiencing staff shortages. Superintendent Bridget Weiss responded to questions by News of the North. She wrote in an email that the school district is dealing with staff teacher shortages and are still in negotiations with the teachers' union. She says salaries are driven by a collective bargaining agreement, but due to the ongoing negotiations, she couldn't discuss it in any more details. Weiss says the school district is focusing on early postings for all positions. Each year, teachers and administrators sign contracts for the upcoming year, and Weiss says the school district is pushing those out earlier than normal in order to know ahead of time what positions might be vacated. She says the school district is limited in what it can offer for incentives because they operate with a collective bargaining agreement and do not have funds available for incentives. She added, though, that they do on occasion provide moving expenses for hard-to-fill positions. Yesterday, Mike Dunleavy announced the appointment of Brett Huber Sr. as the chair of the Alaska Oil and Gas Conservation Commission. Huber has nearly 30 years of public policy and oil gas industry experience and will occupy the public seat. Juno Fire and Rescue will be offering an app for residents seeking an open burn permit. It's the first time this will be offered as a way to streamline the process and provide expedient public information. Dan Jager, the Juno Fire and Rescue Fire Marshal, spoke on Action Line on KINY. The way we've been doing it for the last several years is people have been able to go online and <clears throat> apply for a burn permit. With this app, through the Western Fire Chiefs Association, what you do is you will sign up and it will take your email address, your address, it'll plot it out on the map and all that stuff, which is not for anything specific other than for our use as far as uh, who's applying for permits, you know, the different areas. But the big thing is, is that if there's a trend through the weather service side that is going to be an issue, this app will help alert people that are signed up that, hey, on this day of the week, we're looking at this potential weather condition. There may be some impacts on open burning allowances. In addition to overall fire safety, the app will also assist in two-way communication with the public. Here's Fire Chief Rich Etheridge, who also joined us on Action Line. And it helps uh, create a, a better communication path so that, you know, we can communicate out when the hazards are, are high and if people are having problems with an open burn, they can communicate that back through to us. 
Open burning starts May 1st, so the Fire and Rescue Department hopes to go live with the app in April with trial runs internally at the end of February and beginning of March. Last year, 1,500 burn permits were issued. Coming up on News of the North, environmental groups and activists plan to gather at noon in front of the White House to protest the ConocoPhillip Willow Project in Alaska's Arctic, but not everybody's opposed. Juneau was chosen as one of the top fishing cities in America by one platform, and the University of Alaska Southeast narrows its chancellor search down to five candidates. All that coming up on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. Today at noon, environmental groups and activists plan to rally in front of the White House to urge the Biden administration to reject ConocoPhillips' Willow Project in the Alaska Arctic. Don Habiger is executive director of the First Things First Foundation based in Juneau. He feels ConocoPhillips can be trusted. Our group, uh, as I mentioned in in our mandate, uh, looks at responsible development. We believe there is a unique balance uh, between development uh, and the economic impact, positive impact it brings to Alaska and uh, taking care of the environment. We believe that there are many projects, uh, including the Willow Project, that accomplishes that. ConocoPhillips has been in our state for a long, long time, has a good track record of developing projects cleanly, and we think they can do that at the Willow Project. The rally at Lafayette Square will demand the Biden administration meet its climate goals and reject ConocoPhillips' Willow Project, currently under review by President Biden. Habiger says he believes the Biden administration wouldn't move forward had they not reviewed the project thoroughly. We trust that they uh, made the right decision based on uh, all the regulations that they had to go through in permitting this project. And we think uh, the administration made it responsibly. At least that's what we are hoping. Environmental groups claim the project will emit 287 million metric tons of carbon pollution equivalent to emissions produced by 76 coal plants running for a year. Juneau was chosen as one of the 12 best U.S. fishing cities for 2023 by a platform called Fishing Booker, the largest online platform for finding and booking fishing trips in the U.S., it claims. They released its list of the best U.S. fishing cities. On it, you will find a variety of fishing destinations from freshwater to ocean and ice fishing to trolling. In addition to Juneau, other cities on the list included San Diego, Galveston, Texas, Panama City, Florida, Miami, Charleston, South Carolina, Boston, Rochester, New York, Muskegon, Michigan, St. Louis, Colorado Springs, and Portland, Oregon. John B. Perkins was known for reciting original clinket poetry while drumming at the Gold Belt Tram. He recently passed away. Elizabeth Hogue, Perkins' niece, started a GoFundMe asking the community for donations. Well, the GoFundMe will be used to the memorial for Johnny B. Perkins at the Elizabeth Pradovich Hall. A lot of the donation is to help with the cremation process since he was heavily engaged in the Native culture. We want to make sure we can bring that to life in the memorial. So I definitely am working with people to get the decorations and all that to happen. So there's going to be family coming in on Zoom as well as people coming in in person. And uh, so, five thousand dollars. 
The GoFundMe was started on January 4th and has already gathered over half of its donation goal. Hoag shares how she feels about receiving the community support. That does mean a lot to me and our whole family. We're actually shocked people are just supporting us like that. I have people calling me all the time now expressing like how much they love John, but I didn't realize how much of an impact. The Gold Belt Tram called me and they said they all wanted to donate and support. And to hear like knowing he had a whole team of people that were like family, you know, like his other family, it was just, it, I couldn't believe it. Not only did Perkins influence the community of Juno, but his poetry and drumming reached people from all over the world. Hogue explains his vital role of preserving Clinkett culture. Johnny V. Perkins used to work at the Gold Belt Tram. He would recite poetry. He wanted to add a theater element while engaging guests and educating people about Clinkett culture. He wanted more passion in it. So he decided to write original native poetry about the Thunderbird clan, anything, how the natives gathered seafood, like even that, and he made that engaging. And I've had people come up to me that I didn't know and say, that is your uncle? And I said, yes, that's my uncle. And they would go, we would go to the tram specifically just to see John and hear his poems. He brought people together for sure. Hogad's insight into her personal relationship with Perkins. Me and John definitely shared that in common because my musical journey started off with poetry, too. I started to write music, and Johnny B. was actually one of the first family members who encouraged me to really keep going. Like, Johnny B. would actually message me and sit down with me a couple of times, and he would go... Like, you know, with your talent, you're going to impact the world and you, you need to keep sharing it. Hogue invites the community of Juno to celebrate Perkins' life with her family on Saturday, January 21st, the time yet to be decided. Anyone is welcome to show up, even for like 10 minutes. Johnny B. Perkins, he wasn't really about formal. Like, he wanted people to feel like a big family. And he's all about laughter and music. For this memorial, we're going to channel that. We're definitely going to be singing. I will be singing one of his favorite songs during the memorial and acapella. And I'll be singing A Place in the Sun by Engelbert Humperdinck. And we're going to make it um, respectful, but, but fun. And I'll just invite people to speak up about him. We might incorporate some Native songs, too, and drumming. I, I hope to recite one of John's poems. The University of Alaska Southeast Chancellor Search Committee announced yesterday that it has recommended five candidates to meet with the UAS community in the final phase of the Chancellor review process. These five leaders were chosen from a pool of diverse and highly qualified candidates. Between January 23rd and February 9th, the candidates will visit Juno, Sitka, Ketchikan campuses and meet with UAS students, faculty, staff, administrators, deans, and directors. Candidates will also have one-on-one sessions with UA President Pat Pitney. Community forums and presentations are planned, designed for broad participation, and all are encouraged to join the meetings. The forums will be recorded and posted to the website for anyone not able to attend the live sessions. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.